You are a Locked On Falcons postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another Locked On Falcons, Locked On Sports Atlanta postcast, where we are coming at you live immediately after the Falcons. Week three preseason loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24 to nothing. I am, of course, Locked On Falcons host Aaron Freeman, joined, as always, by Jarvis Davis, the co-host of the ATL Day Ones podcast right here on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel and podcast feed. Jarvis, it was not a pretty night for the Falcons backups. A lot of conversation over whether or not we should have seen the starters. I know you and I talked earlier this week on Lockdown Falcons that we did not expect to see the starters. Lived up to those expectations. Your thoughts on that now that we've gotten to see basically T.J. Watt terrorizing uh, the Falcons backups in, in, in tonight's action. Like it was, it was just, it was ugly, man. Like, let me, not a, matter of fact, let me change, let me switch that. That was ugly. Like, like it was just bad because, in, at the end of the day, that's how people get hurt. Like, you always try to preserve, you know, talk about preserving guys and all that stuff. Like, that's how people get hurt. Like, guys, TJ Watt going up against who what was it, Tyler Vabral? You know what I'm saying? Like, who was in the game at the time? Jalen Mayfield, like. You're trying to get people murdered. Like, like you, you're literally going to be in handcuffs after the game because you're setting your players up for failure. Like, you're not going to get a good look as to guys, how guys can make the team, you know, you know, on the back end of this roster, who can play special teams for you or who can be that swing tackle. I'm going up against TJ Watt because, I mean, I know more than likely if he gets into the game, like, you can get a good look as to what he's going to be going up against. But, like, you need to be able to compare apples to apples. Like, you know, like if you're trying to evaluate uh, Jalen Mayfield or, or Tyler Brable or something like that, you're going to you're not going to get a, be able to get a good grasp as to what he's capable of if he's thrown in there. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going up against a, a, a one day one starter, like a, a league MVP type cat. Like, yeah, I understand that he might do that if he get into an NFL game. But like, it's just it's hard to evaluate dudes going up against guys like that because most of the time they're being evaluated off of guys of their ilk, right? Like how do you look against, you know, rotational defensive end slash defensive tackle, you know, uh, on the back end on the roster type guy. That's how you're evaluated. And tonight we just didn't see that in that first half. That was awful. That was just bad. Yeah. I hear you, Jarvis. I I think you you make some great points. I I think you did bring up if you are going to try to spin it, in the Falcons' favor, hey, if, if you make this team, if you play on Sunday, you're going to be facing T.J. Watt, right? Right. Tomlin ain't resting T.J. Watt in, in October, all right, you know? So it is a good way to see if anybody's ready to hold their own if they get in the lineup. The answer, I think, is no. <laughs> so and so I, I think the Falcons are going to, you know, I thought Josh Miles – was okay, but like the standard was so low with the other tackles in this game that like you know Josh Miles could have been a three out of ten and he would have been way better than probably everybody else. Yeah. So I think that brings us to the conversation we should have about Jalen Mayfield. Is was tonight the last time we've seen him play in a Falcons uniform? It has to be right. I mean because it, it's. We haven't seen any 
growth. We haven't seen any development because at the end of the day, as a coach that, you know, uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fano, you know, they drafted the guy. So they're going to look for any type of improvement, any reason to justify keeping this dude on the roster. And I think when you look at how he played tonight, uh, we talked about it on the show today, like ATL Day One. It's just like there's a lot, there's some. These are, this is a high stakes game for 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 Mayfield. Like the dude just didn't play well. He didn't play well, and when you don't play well in games like this, where you know you're going to be playing most of the game, if not all the game, it just shows that you're just not ready and you're and you're not prepared to be play on this level. And that's truly unfortunate because. He was a third round pick. Yeah, I, I I don't really have anything else to add, Jarvis. Um, and it it wasn't Jalen Mayfield going up against the Steelers starters. He he didn't get in the game until halftime. So he was going up against the Steelers backups. And he still gave up a sack late in the game. And as you said, did not look well. So I, I think my biggest takeaway from this game is the Falcons are definitely going shopping for some additional tackle help. You know, I don't know if they're gonna. Do we get... need to get terrified on a calling card? Like, however, you need to get in touch with you know opposing general managers, bro. You need to get, pick up a calling card. You know, I know, you know, I know, Aaron. You know, he's probably not as old as me, but you know, I know you know about a calling card. Like, yeah, you know, I so I think Terry, we need to get him all the calling cards that he can possibly get and just work it out because man, get on the phone right now because this was a concern we. Yeah, this this was concerning like with these guys if they were going to bat with these guys, going to rock with these guys. But after after tonight, yeah, man, it's time. It's okay, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to move on from your mistakes. Like the last part, the last regime, their problem was like they when they realized that guys couldn't play, they stuck with them and stuck with them. And continue to stick with them and try to figure out ways to change positions and all down, triple down, quadruple down. Because, like, I know what I'm doing, I I know how to evaluate talent. Yeah, you probably do, but you're not 100%. And when you, you gotta, when you realize you're not 100%, that's where I feel like there's that growth. And, and I think that with Jalen Mayfield being on that list of cuts, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, some, some really, Quick growth from Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot saying, hey, you know what? We missed on this one. Yeah. Well, one player I don't think is going to be on that list of cuts, that's going to be DeMarco Hellams. I thought he played uh, reasonably well. I mean, there weren't really any standouts on defense when you lose a game 24 to nothing. And the Steelers uh, starters just basically – you know, Kenny Pickett was looking like he should have been the number one pick. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like he was out there Woo! dropping dimes to George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Uh, going dimes, against trying to say. <laughs> Borders and Natron Book. So it, it was a tough night for the Falcons starting defense. I should use air quotes, starting defense. Uh, but I thought the thing that stood out about Helms was special teams, right? You know, right. with Jesse Bates, with Jalen Hawkins, with Richie Grant, things have to go very wrong for the Falcons if – DeMarco Hellams is playing on Sundays on defense, right? right? So he needs to carve out a role on special teams. We've seen that kind of battle back and forth between him and Micah Abernathy. I thought the thing that stood out to me tonight was Abernathy, the first two weeks of getting all the snaps at personal protector on the punt team. And then they moved Abernathy out to gunner and they had Hellams as the personal protector. 
sort of showing that, okay, Helms can do more things. You saw him make a couple of tackles. You saw Abernathy out there as a gunner. You need that gunner now that potentially Kadero Hodge might be down for the first couple of games of the season, and he's like their ace gunner on on that punt coverage team. So I think both of those guys did enough to make the roster just based off of their special teams value. Not a whole lot of positives from the Falcons' offense, defense, but I thought the special teams, at least they – were out there doing their job and looking like they belonged out there. And I think Helms and both Mike Abernathy showed that uh, tonight. That's really the only positive I have. Right. I mean, to be honest, with you, I'm with you because Michael Abernathy has had a good training camp. He has a solid training camp. And when, when you think about, you know, being in that second wave of safeties, you know, when Jalen Hawkins and, um, and when um, Richard Grant and Jesse Bates are out of, the, out of the game, like you can start to see him. They can try to work him in on that standpoint. But at the end of the day, to be quite honest, that's how these guys go. That's the only way these guys gonna make a team. Like you gotta be a dog on special teams. You gotta be able to step in there. Like you mentioned Cordero Hodge, you know, being out. That's an opportunity. Like that's an opportunity for one of those guys to make the final 53. Because we know if for some strange reason DeMarco Helms gets cut, we know he's going on that practice squad. But you know, to be honest with you, like a team might snatch him up because, yeah. like, you see that value. He already has the pedigree of coming from Alabama. And then, you know, he got drafted super late, you know, um, and you see him make plays in each game, you know. And you, now you see you see that, oh, he can play special team as well. You know, has, he doesn't have to actually be on the def- in the, the starting 11 for the defense. So that means I got – I'm finding value from a special team's standpoint a guy who's capable of being on the field by making plays he's on a special team aspect of it and then if somebody gets hurt we could probably throw him in there he can probably be uh, um respectable as well on that on that avenue as well so i think demarco Helm made himself some money i feel like he's made himself put himself on this 53-man roster and say you know what i, I might not be able to get on the field at safety but i damn sure and do my doggone thing on special team man yeah, I know there was another secondary play you wanted to put, shout out to uh, Jarvis before we duck out of here. Clark Phillips, Falcons rookie. We didn't get to see him the first preseason game against Miami due to him getting nicked up in those joint practices. Came out last week against Cincinnati, thought he played well. Came out tonight against Pittsburgh, thought he played well again. Especially for me, watching Clark Phillips was the run support, right? You saw some yeah, good yeah. open field tackles from him. And that's important for a nickel cornerback because – you know, when defenses go from their base defense to their nickel, they're taking a linebacker off the field. They're putting a, a cornerback out there. And especially with a player like Clark Phillips, who's, you know, like 180 pounds soaking wet, you know, he's not the biggest guy out there. Five, seven and a half. So, you know, <clears throat> there are certain teams out there that would love to get you into your nickel defense, get three wide receivers out there and just pound the ball down your throat right at that yeah. guy. And Clark Phillips showing that he can make some of those tackles. He can hold up and run support. I think was something really important to see from him tonight. Yeah, it was it was cool to see young guys get out there and play, right? You know, it's funny how that works. Guys being out on the field, young rookies, guys who haven't played in the NFL, you know, that much, and they're getting live ball snaps, you know, out on the field, man. That, that's that's really cool. That's, that's really cool to see. And and well, I'll just side, I know what, what I'm getting. At. I know I know how I get down sometimes. I'm a little petty, but I I, I think that. With Clark Phillips, though, like the really cool thing about him is he's real sticky in coverage, man. Like, I I really like that. And when you talk about he's aggressive, like he's a little handsy, you know. I know I can probably gonna get him in trouble, 
you know, with with with, with the yellow laundry a little bit. But I I like that though. Like he's like right in those wide receivers' hip pockets. Soon as that ball coming, boom, he reaching over top trying to knock that bad boy down. That's what you love to see from a cornerback spot, man. And for him to be doing that, like from an instinctive standpoint already, like. And then you're talking about the run support coming up, not being scared to come up and make a tackle, even though I'm not the biggest guy on the field. Yeah, man, like that was uh, that was a cool sight to see. And also it was cool to see Taquan Graham out there getting some snaps. Zach Harrison was out there getting snaps in the second half. Yeah, it's cool to see the young guys mixing it up a little bit. That's cool. I like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see what's cool to see in a couple of weeks. I guess we're like, what, two and a half weeks away from our next postcast, Jarvis, where September we'll be... 10th, man. Yeah. I'll miss y'all, man. I'm gonna miss y'all people out there. Yeah, we got... we ourselves. We can't do postcards. Yeah. What what are we gonna do with ourselves? You know, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well, we will be back September 10th, live immediately after that Falcons win against the Carolina Panthers. Strike zero. We on there. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have a good time regardless. So you know. Yeah. Win or lose, we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, I think that's that's part of people's problem, Jarvis. We're we're having way too much fun. <laughs> they didn't watch it as much fun. We're we're sitting here having a good old time, even when the Falcons right. lose. But, yeah, man. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, hey, that's why you guys tune in. We just to hear yes. us talk whatever we're talking. So make sure you yeah. tune in September tenth. 4.15, whatever the time is. Yeah, Eastern. man. 4.05, 4.07, wherever. You know. Check us out on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Uh, live after the show, you can check it out. The audio version on Locked On Falcons. Um, and, of course, you know, if you want to get more insight into this game, and, of course, certainly want to get more insight into the next game that the Falcons play on September 10th, make sure you tune in to Locked On Falcons all week long on your preferred podcast platforms. Make sure you check out Jarvis and Tanitra on ATL Day Ones, John Chuckery on Hitting Hard, all on the Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.